This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. As we start a new week of broadcasting, we're going to be touching on a very critical issue, and that is living in the Spirit and being a distinctly different kind of people. And we're going to start by reading out of the book of Esther. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Esther chapter 3, verse 8. We're not going to go through the whole story, but we know that Haman wanted to destroy all the Jewish people in Persia, which is currently current-day Iran. And he went to the king for him to sign an edict. And we read in verse 8 in chapter 3 of Esther, Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of all other people, and they do not observe the king's laws, so it is not in the king's interest to let them remain. We need to see that there was a distinctly different kind of people. The Jewish people in Persia were distinctly different from all the other people in the land. And they had, they had a relationship with the Lord. And one of the hindrances in this modern day of living a distinctly different lifestyle than the rest of the world is that I believe we have failed to, to distinguish between the soul life and the life in the spirit. And as we go through this, the scriptures this week, we're going to see that they are very, very different. Isn't that so, Junie? Yes, they're different, Shelley, and what the people from Persia knew, even though they were out of their land, Israel, was that God, the living God, was their uh, Savior, was the source of their life, and they lived for Him. And so today we need to ask ourselves, are we really living for the Holy One of Israel? Have we given our life... Have we dedicated our life? Do we choose to know his desire for our life rather than living our own life? And if you can turn with me to Hebrews 4, verse 12, there's a verse here that might explain how we can be a distinguished people like the Jews were in Persia. And read with me, if you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit 
of both joint and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So we have a question, don't we, Shelley, to ask ourselves, are we living in and by the Spirit of God? And do we understand that our thought life, that our own feelings and desires, even our flesh, is in opposition many times to the thing that the Spirit might move us to say or do. Amen. So we see there's a clear line of demarcation, as Hebrews 4.12 says, between the soul and the spirit, and it is essential that we are able to differentiate between the two. You know, this goes right back to the beginning, June, because we see something in Genesis chapter uh, 2. So if you have your Bibles, look with us. Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Okay, of course he's talking about Adam here. However, in the Hebrew, that living being is translated by the Hebrew word nephesh, and that means soul. So the natural man uh, is entirely different from the spiritual man. We receive, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are born again. And that new life brings with it a new nature. It's a nature that's centered in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that comes into us when we are uh, related to the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, Jesus the Messiah. So Adam was a natural man. Adam became a living soul. But as we're going to see, Jesus represents something different, and he is the one living in us. And we find that, Shelley, in... 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. So also it is written, The first male Adam became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And it's so important here to see that if Jesus lives in your life, if you have asked Jesus to come into your heart, and to forgive you for your sins, then he has quickened your spirit to come alive. And he then is a life-giving spirit for you. His spirit lives in you, and your spirit has become alive. And during the course of this week, we are going to speak of things from the Bible that are different between the soul and the spirit, but also... Uh, giving you examples of how to learn to walk in the Spirit, to hear the voice of the Lord and obey Him. And anything that He tells you to do that is not written in His Word comes from another Spirit, not the Spirit of God. So again, we can't emphasize enough, there's a clear line of demarcation between the soul and the Spirit. And in these last days... It is so essential for us to live in the spirit and not in the soulish realm. You know, Junie, I really believe it is as dangerous to join together, for example, the soul and the spirit, that which God has divided, as it is to tear apart that which God has joined together. You know, we're talking about marriage, for example. If God joins us together, that's a, a, a holy matrimony, and we are not to tear it asunder. But God has clearly shown a division between soul and spirit. Let us not 
join the two together. And you know, Shelley, in marriage, it's the scriptures tell us that the two become one flesh. Right. And so that's why I think we find the divorce rate in the church as large, if not coming to a point where it's getting greater than in the world, because rather than allowing our life to be ruled by the Lord himself and his spirit to be that distinctive kind of people who live differently than the world, we have become people who just ask Jesus into our heart and then go on living our own life. And I really pray during the course of this week that you and I, Shelley, as well as all listeners, would learn through the Word of God and even through our discussion how important it is to no longer give in to what we think, what we feel, or even our flesh, but to learn to hear the voice of the Lord, this is the way walk ye in it, or to allow the Holy Spirit in us, when we know the Lord, he lives in us, he's a life-giving spirit, to change our mind, to change our heart, and to quicken our spirit, that his life might be lived in and through us. You know, when you were saying that, Juni, I thought of the very end of this day, of this days, of the age that we're living in. In other words, in the end, deception is going to be a great weapon of the enemy and the great way to overcome deception or to be safe in the realm of serving God is to be able to discern the Spirit. And we need to see that we have to live in the Spirit because the only true communication that we have with the Lord is not in the soul and not certainly not in the flesh, but it is in the Spirit. So that is so vital in this day and age. And the Spirit of God always confirms the written word because Jesus is that word that was made flesh and now has been resurrected. Amen. I want to look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 9, where we read these words. This, This is a quote from the Hebrew Scriptures. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us, by God. Again, we need to understand that we can only know the thoughts and things of God by the Spirit of God. And one of the great problems that we all face is resorting back to the soulish realm or the fleshly realm. That cannot commune with God. It's only spirit to spirit when deep calls unto deep. And you know, Shelley, it's very powerful if you really meditate on that scripture and what you said. Because who knows the spirit of man except man? In other words, if we are not being genuine before the Lord, deep within us, we know if we're not being honest. Or we know if we are doing what we want to do, not waiting on God. Or we might present ourselves as being one, one way when the spirit of man within us really knows the truth, but the Spirit of God wants to quicken us, 
But you know, Shelley, because God loves us, he will never push us to do something that we're not in agreement with. So it's so important during the course of this week as we go through these scriptures to ask the Lord to show you how to test yourself if you're walking in the faith. If you turn now with us, I'm going to read from Romans chapter 1, verse 9. For God, whom I serve in my spirit, in the preaching of the gospel of his Son, is my witness as to how unceasingly I mention of you. That's so powerful, Junie, because here Paul, the greatest apostle who wrote so much of the New Testament, declares, For God whom I serve in the Spirit. We cannot serve God in any other way, certainly not in our flesh, not in our soul. We can serve God, we can love God, we can communicate with God only through one vehicle, if I could say it that way, and that is the Spirit of the living God. And the Spirit of the living God would cause us to pray for those we know and for those who are on His heart. So we do want to thank you, Lord, because your Spirit causes us to pray in the Spirit. We pray during the course of this week that there would be a clear demarcation for every listener to know and discern the difference between walking in our soul or walking in your spirit, that we might be a distinctive people, the children of God. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.